0: If you're a coach, consultant, or service provider, at some point, you may have experienced being at or beyond your capacity. In other words, demand for your services outstrips your capacity to deliver. At this stage, you might consider licensing your coaching, training, or consultancy offer, so others can use your methodology and your resources on your behalf. Not only might this enable you to reach a bigger audience, it could also open up an additional revenue stream that doesn't involve you being in front of your clients. But what are your options for licensing your coaching, training, or consultancy offer? Well, that's what we'll cover in this episode. I'm Janet Murray. I'm a business strategist and copywriter who helps consultants, coaches, freelancers, and small business owners generate consistent income and recurring revenue. I'm also the creator of the Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner, which contains tried and tested strategy and resources to grow your business. I'm big on strategy, which for me is always about simplicity and finding the easiest route to achieving your goals, always. However, I don't have all the answers. I mean, who does? But I will share the questions you should be asking to build the kind of business you want to run and one that, crucially, you can scale or even sell in the future. So before we dig into this topic, a quick disclaimer. I'm not an expert in licensing. So, what I share in this episode is not professional advice, it's not legal advice. Everything I'm sharing here is information gathered from my own research and experience working with clients. So, if you do decide to move forward with licensing your coaching, training, or consultancy offer, you will need to access expert advice, including legal advice. But if this is something you've considered as a way to tackle your capacity issues or generate additional income in your business, it will definitely give you a useful starting point and help you get clear on the questions you need to be asking yourself in order to move forward with this or even if this is the right option for you. But first off, what is meant by licensing? So licensing your methodology or your resources, for example, for a coaching, training or consultancy offer typically involves granting permission to someone else or it could be a company or individuals within a company to use your intellectual property, your content, your methodology for a a agreed fee or it could be a revenue share and usually for an agreed length of time. And why is this something that you might consider? Well, one of the most compelling reasons to license your training is that it allows you to reach a bigger and potentially a global audience and also to effectively clone yourself by getting others to deliver your content and your methodology on your behalf. So it means it could allow you to scale your business more quickly, allowing you to create an additional and also a long-term revenue stream. And crucially for many, one that doesn't involve you being in front of your client and may free you up to spend less time working in your business or certainly on the delivery side. Now, there are multiple ways to approach this. And like I say, there are many more qualified than me To guide you if you decide this is something you want to move forward with. But something I do think it's important to be aware of from the outset is the potential pitfalls. In the same way as you would if you were considering selling your business, you need to start with why, because this will give you a better idea of who you could license your training to. So, first, really useful question to ask yourself is why might someone license training and coaching or consultancy from you rather than creating their own resources of their own? methodology. The most obvious reasons are not having the time to create the methodology or resources themselves, not having the knowledge to create the methodology or resources themselves, or a combination of both. They don't have the time or the knowledge to do it themselves. So who might be interested in paying for a license or indeed multiple licenses to access your methodology and your resources? Again, it comes back to resources and knowledge people who don't have the time or know how to create the resources themselves. And crucially, to come back to something we looked at in the pricing episodes, people who are able to make a business case for themselves or to others in their organisation to pay for your resources and methodology rather than investing time in creating their own. So examples might include corporate firms, HR departments, who need to train or upskill their staff in a specific area. Consulting firms, who might also need to train or upskill clients in particular skills or in particular areas. Educational organisations, so schools, colleges, universities, training providers, and again, their motives might be about training or upskilling staff and students. Membership organisations, who might also want to train or upskill staff and also their members, so for example... I'm an England Athletics qualified run leader and in order to get that qualification, I had to do some online training and I was quite interested. One of the trainings I had to do was safeguarding and me doing what I do, I was quite fascinated to see that the training had actually been created by an external training provider, an expert in safeguarding, who'd actually created the slides and the materials and I guess for a large membership organisation that's going to make sense for some of the topics that need to be covered. Online learning platforms might be interested because they may want to add your course to their learning catalogue to complement other things that they've got. Although in my experience, this isn't always the most financially viable because big online course platforms often don't actually charge that much for their courses, which means they may have a big platform, but Competition may be fierce on that platform, and you may end up with quite a small amount per sale. Government agencies might also be interested, NGOs, not for profits. Again, their motive might be training or upskilling staff, students, the general public, and they may need training that can be rolled out globally. Franchises. So, franchise businesses might be interested in licensing your training content to maintain consistent standards across different locations. So, for example, And my daughter had a part-time job at McDonald's. She had to undergo some training. I think it was at McDonald's University or something, or McBurger University or something. And the food safety training was provided by an external provider. And then, of course, there's independent coaches, trainers and consultants who may be looking to enhance their expertise, build authority, and again may not have the time, resources, inclination to create their own methodology may be happy to use yours for a fee. So there are many ways to approach this and many types of licenses. More on that coming up. But before you even think about the right type of licensing for you, the first thing you need to establish is whether you have a commercially viable offer. In other words, do you have a coaching or consulting framework and methodology that people would actually want to pay you for? I say this because it's tempting to try and run before you can walk. And I've worked with a number of clients over the years who've asked me about licensing their training coaching or consulting offer before they've even delivered it successfully to many clients it goes back to what we covered in the pricing episode about having proven methodology and being able to prove it to yourself as much as everyone else and if you haven't actually used your methodology with many people it, it's neither tried nor is it tested and you're unlikely to have proofs that your methodology, and your resources actually can achieve the transformation someone's looking for. And if you start trying to sell licenses to something and promising a particular transformation or to solve a specific business problem, and you're not confident that your methodology actually works because you haven't tested it with enough people, then it could lead you into lots of problems you probably don't need. So this is not an exhaustive list, but Here's some ideas on what needs to be in place for you to have a commercially viable licensing offer or proposition. So first off, that proven methodology. So have you successfully delivered that content and achieved the transformation it promises to the types of people that you're hoping might want to invest in licensing with you? And can this be evidenced with testimonials and client success stories? Next up there's market demand. So Have you successfully sold training in person or online or coaching or consultancy to relevant clients on the same or similar topics? Have you carried out research to establish that there is a demand for the training or coaching that you offer, including competitor analysis? Infrastructure. Do you have the necessary infrastructure or the resources in place to deliver the client support needed, particularly if you're thinking about multiple licensees, including automation if needed? And if you're going to be letting other coaches or consultants deliver your materials, do you have the resources to monitor quality and materials and to ensure compliance, to ensure that they're actually using your methodology and resources in the way that they're intended? Do you have the funds to pay for licensing agreements? Because you will need them. Do you need a learning management system? And while I don't recommend this for new course creators, because there are so many ways to host online course content for free or next to nothing that don't involve investing in online course platforms or having things built on your website so i know it can be annoying to get interrupted when you're listening to a podcast but if you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss out when a new episode lands and i do plan to drop some bonus episodes ahead of the new season please hit the follow button on your favorite podcast app you can do it while you're listening now Not only will this make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, but it will also help get this podcast in front of more listeners. Thank you so much. And now, back to the episode. If you're selling to corporates or you're trying to build something that you're going to be selling to lots of coaches or consultants, they will expect a certain level of quality. You know, an unlisted YouTube video or with your accountant. And also that, crucially, probably not even about the design or look, it's more about security. And they may be more concerned about, say, their competitors getting their hands on your training. So you need to really have thought through whether you have the infrastructure and the resources to deliver this. So next up, intellectual property protection. So have you considered the intellectual property risks and protected your methodology? Have you got trademarks in place, copyrights for any relevant content? And lastly, legal protection. Have you considered any legal risks associated with licensing your training? And have you protected yourself and your business? So for example, what if a coach who acquired a license from you gave bad advice because they weren't using your methodology and your resources in the way that was intended and that led to financial and other losses for an individual or even a company? Would you be liable for that? Again, these are all questions you need to ask yourself. They're all pretty much things that you can protect yourself against those risks but if you haven't thought all of this through then you may move forward on something like this without actually being able to deliver if you do decide to move forward with licensing you will need to create a comprehensive licensing agreement or get a lawyer to draw one up for you and it really needs to be clear on the rights and obligations of all parties and it should include all the terms that you've defined and Also, cover confidentiality, what happens if somebody wants to terminate the agreement, dispute resolution, basically everything that you could possibly think could go wrong with this. You need to make sure you're protected against it. And while really only a legal expert can advise you on what are the right licensing terms for you, here are some key questions or things to consider when thinking about what might be the right licensing terms for you. So, if you're licensing to corporate clients, You might consider a flat fee paid up front as part of your licensing terms, or it could be a subscription-based approach where the client pays a monthly or annual fee to have access to your resources, but you will need to decide and define how long they get access for, what will happen at the end of that time period, will they get the option to renew, will this be at a reduced rate or will they pay the same? And also, and I think this is particularly important with corporate clients, will the licensing be exclusive? What if you were offering the same training to their competitors, for example? Will it be exclusive internally? So, for example, will it only be available to a particular department or group of individuals? You may also need to decide whether your licence will be granted on a role basis. So if somebody moves on or someone new moves into the team or department that have access to the licences, whether they will automatically lose access or gain access if they come into a relevant role. Corporate clients might also be interested in white label licenses where their branding is added to your content or training. I think that was the case in the example I mentioned from England Athletics. It was only that I was a bit nosy and interested in it that I I worked out that it was actually external content. You may also need to think about the geographic terms of any licensing agreements. So will there be any restrictions on where your resources can be used, for example, any countries or territories where they may not be used. If you're licensing to individuals, for example, coaches, consultants, or trainers, or even to clients, you might want to offer a fixed or subscription-based limited time license that allows them to use your resources or methodology for a fixed amount of time. Whatever you decide, one thing you will need to consider, well, two things actually, is quality and compliance. And Of course, you will need to ensure you've protected yourself adequately from any risks like intellectual property theft. So, for example, how will you ensure your methodology and materials are being delivered as intended? Do you have processes in place to run compliance checks? And do you have the resources to implement this? Licensing your content means potentially putting it in the hands of hundreds, possibly even thousands of people. How will you ensure licensees, clients and students and anyone who comes into contact with your resources in the course of their work Don't steal your content or try to pass it off as their own. Another question to consider on this is whether licensing or franchising is the best model for you. And there's pros and cons to both. Now, to understand the difference between the two, it can be helpful to consider that franchising is more than just the use of intellectual property. So typically franchisees pay to use your entire business model, including branding, procedures, processes, training, marketing and also ongoing support. Now, you can see this in action with big food and drink brands like Costa, Coffee Republic, Tim Hortons. If you have kids, you might have them enrolled in clubs or activities that are franchises or have done in the past. So Monkey Music, All-Star Football Academy, that kind of thing. When my daughter was a baby, I took her to a music group called Joe Jingles and that was a franchise. Now, the benefits for the teacher were marketing and brand recognition. So when someone told me about Joe Jingles, I was able to go to the main website and find out where the nearest classes were. The limitations, I think, were strict control over how the business operated. So the teacher wore the Joe Jingles T-shirt. She could only use the Joe Jingles backing track. And if I remember rightly, there were even special Joe Jingles instruments, like everything was Joe Jingles. I remember buying a Joe Jingles CD, and I'm not sure who got the money for it, but I imagine it probably went to Joe Jingles rather than the teacher. Maybe she got a small percentage. But it was a really high-quality experience, and it was worth the money. And I remember going to some other sort of baby and toddler music classes that, you know, weren't quite so slick, it was obvious that that teacher had been really well trained. And also, I guess there was that reassurance that she had all of her necessary safeguarding checks and all that kind of stuff. So definitely something for you to consider as part of your research. Finally, though, if you do decide to go down the licensing route, you will need to create a lead generation and sales process for it. So as with anything in your business, this is something that's going to take time. And if you already have connections with companies or individuals that may be interested, this can be a really good place to start. And doing a few test projects with organisations or small groups of individuals you already have a relationship with can be a great way to get experience and iron out any potential problems before you roll it out more widely. So just to summarise, five key questions to ask yourself when considering licensing. So first off, do you have a commercially viable offer? If so, what do you need to get in place to get to this stage? Maybe you do need to do sort of test offer. Number two, who will you target? Number three, what would your lead generation and sales process be? Number four, what licensing terms will you offer? And at this stage, I don't think it's about being specific, but just more being aware of some of the things that you may need to have in place. You certainly would need to get legal advice and uh, make sure that your agreements were watertight. And finally, what are the risks and how have you protected yourself against them? And if this feels quite overwhelming, I have created a specific session in the training that goes with my business content strategy planner on how to tackle a project that feels overwhelming. So do check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. In the final episode of this series, we'll look at how to tell if your online course idea is commercially viable. If you're finding the content in the Courageous CEO podcast useful, then make sure you join the waitlist for my 2024 Business Strategy Planner, so you can grab the pre-order discount and bonuses, which are only available for a limited time. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. Like professional organiser Victoria Vance, she generated £2,800 worth of new business using just one of the templates that you get with the planning system. Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planning system and the resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And Zoe Willingham, a dog behaviorist who increased her business income, which was already at six figures by 20% using the strategy and templates in my business strategy planning system. The Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute audio training and a template and checklist to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business. Order during the last week of August 2023 and you'll also get my Thought Leadership Strategy Training and a copy of my new book that's over £150 in free bonuses alone. I will add a link to get your Business Strategy Planner in the show notes of this podcast But please make sure you don't leave it too late because those discounts and bonuses are only available during pre-order week, which ends on September 4th.